Somebody's playing their Twitch live. Hold on. I was watching Ooh. a video a minute ago because of the thing in the. We like we... it to be professional. Hey, if it's not John so, messing shit up, I got to do it. That's right. Look, man, I got my crap together. Whatever. Whatever, John Mercer. <laughs> Cut you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried. You don't have your, your rhinestone running shoes. so. <laughs> <laughs> Context is important, but not today. But not today. But not today. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening are uh, Master Troy Sandman and uh, the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Hello to Lady Who! <laughs> hey. Perfect. That's Best one yet. <laughs> Hi. What do you, Hi. What do you, how is that, Ulysses? That was for you, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, hey, I, I we thought we got... I thought we were working on our yodels. I thought that's what the, the thing was. Uh, no, I didn't get that memo. So, no. you no, were no, on no. the freaking podcast when he said doesn't matter. Do the thing. Mm-mm. Yeah, doesn't matter. I, yeah. I like 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 any rational, sane human being. I strategically forgot that. So, hmm. uh, I, I hope you enjoy I, doing that by yourself. I am a river to my people. <laughs> okay. They asked. 60 seconds in and Your completely people? derailed already. They we asked. were going to do news at some point, I thought, but... Yes. That's fine. We have so much news to cover today. Like... We do. Like, so much. Okay. Um, well, let's work our way backwards off our list. Uh, so, we're going to be... Uh, what I don't even know what you guys talked about. So, for those of you listening... Uh, Troy and John are going to uh, float us down river with the uh, main topic this week on mm-hmm. our own, on their own lonely lonesome. Um, yeah, Zach bails on us for the, uh, the main topic. I'm just here. Yep. I'm just here for the news. Um, so let's work through this. I'm going to assume that you guys spent at least two hours on whatever you talked about. So we need to roll through some stuff. Pretty close. Okay, well, there we go. It Fair felt enough. like at least three. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the audience, the people that watched, were watching, it felt like a lot longer. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so let's do this. Let's start with Troy. Troy, you got a good uh, mix for us. I do. Uh, let's do Let's do the, uh, I want to save that third one on my list for, for last, if that's possible. Right on. Yeah, save it for last, last? Last, last, yeah. Okay, sure. Because uh, that's kind of like the big thing. Uh, first thing I want to get into is Into the Motherlands, an original uh, tabletop RPG um, set in the future. The uh, The backstory on this puppy is that uh, an, an African emperor, Mansa Munsa, sent an expedition to the New World, but it never arrived. Something happened, something got in the way. The, these explorers were, were ripped off of Earth and deposited on a different planet. And it is it is them taking that culture into the future and creating this whole new uh, 
whole new world, um, whole new uh, technology. Fantastic point of view. Yeah, whole new world. Yeah, exactly. Um, the it says on the Kickstarter, it's it's a lot like uh, like a Wakanda esque vibe. You've got the the humans, um, the displaced humans, the 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 Musalians. There's some hyena people that uh, it looks like they're probably local to the planet that they arrived on. Um, there are androids that they uh, ended up building. There's a uh, Solansi, which were the humans that somehow melded with the plant life of this world, um, almost like an unfade dryad of sorts, maybe. <laughs> and then uh, Masajai, and I'm, I know I'm probably totally butchering all of these names um are humans that ritually bind themselves uh to a symbiote hmm. uh, from this planet um whole new uh, whole new uh, rule system they've got new class you know professions of the motherlands uh, bio priest blade keeper spine ripper hmm. light bringer and the one that kind of threw me off because those are cool names and you got 10 twos which are pilots and ten twos, pilots, 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 pilots and speed junkies. Wow, and I I do talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. The pedigree on this thing is solid. Tanya DePass, B. Dave Walters, Gabe Hicks, uh, Jasmine, that bronze girl, Bular, I believe, B. H. U. L. L. A. R. Uh, Bueller, Bueller, is it Bueller? I think so. I watched her on some uh, Ack Inc. streams. Okay, I I didn't know if it was like pronounced different because uh, Eugenio uh, Vargas and Vanessa B, also known as Pleasantly Twisted. That is so- that's a solid list right there. Yeah. The artwork looks yeah. fantastic. Um, They've been live streaming this for like two seasons, like in this world using the mm-hmm. system, whatever. So. Uh, they've got a following on Twitch and on YouTube and going strong. So now this is kind of their coming into the world of yeah. making books. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm excited about this. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's unique to me. It's a, an original Afro futurist tabletop RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, I am very curious to see, what that brings to the community. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that, what those kind of sensibilities and that kind of that reliance on that, that culture and taking it into really new and cool areas of, of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, it, it's, it's very, to me, it's very much like uh, what coyote and crow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that kind of a concept. Um, I love the, I love the idea for that. Love the idea for this, but yeah. And, Obviously, they got 25 days as of this recording, and they are well above their uh, goal pledge of 50,000. So, hmm. yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a thing. So, awesome! Jump on and check it out. I will throw I got a you. link. Oh, you got it. I already got it. Yep. Yeah. Let me let me piggyback on this just for a second. I'm with. I'm piggyback. This is the kind of stuff I'd like to see. Maybe not for the same reason that everybody else has to see stuff like this out. But just for me, it's about a a different perspective on in a different genre, but it's still 
RPG, right? That like like Coyote and and Crow, those I think those the those tra- non traditional or traditionally have not really had a lot of space mm-hmm. inside, or maybe they've been either misrepresented or poorly represented, or you know whatever. But I I think it's it's important if if for no other reason, no matter what your you know your perspective on it is that different is good and that um, kind of like it's that you got your peanut butter and my chocolate kind of stuff where it's there are different f- perspectives that are going to be that are important to making having seen the game grow in different or in different branch off and, and pa- into different paths and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, so I like seeing this for for that if for if for no other reason any other altruistic or virtuous reason than that. But like, it's to me, I think it's good to get these other perspectives, these non, I hate, I hate to use the term, but non-traditional, right? The, the stuff that we've been seeing for historically, right? right. Um, I think this is cool. This is, I, 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 I backed it, right? I'm, I'm interested to see how it, how it pans out and, and what, what comes of it. I'm, I'm really interested to read through it, right? The, the lore and uh, yeah, how it all unfolds. This is a good, good awesome. catch. I'm all about I'm all about you know expanding, expanding my my horizons and my what mm-hmm. what what's in my my viewscape, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this this definitely scratches that itch. Mm-hmm. Sweet, very cool. What else you got for us, Troy? This one is I think I, this one's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's only got seven days left because it kind of popped up on my radar radar pretty late. Uh, Unfamiliar release the tiny beasts. Playable critters for fifth edition D and D. The premise of this is you are the wizard's familiar, hmm. and the wizard has learned a new spell that, that frees you from service hmm. to the wizard, hmm. and you become an adventurer. So you're still, you know, the cat, the 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 rat, the owl, the whatever, but. You, there's there's new classes for familiar characters. There are subclasses, abilities, feats, all this stuff to be one of these characters. And I'm thinking, how much fun would that be to play? You know, if you've got a a friend that you're going to play with, and they're going to play a wizard, I'm going to play your familiar. That I think there's a there's something there. I think there's something there that would be a lot of fun. And uh, I am. I'm all over this. I think this is going to be hilarious. So just because I haven't read every stitch of it, so this is 5e compatible, mm-hmm. and this is, so there's like, there are classes that are dedicated, like I see Sage and Scout. Yep, they're, they're, that they're, are here. they're classes specifically for the familiars, mm-hmm. but there's also, uh, also uh, rules that you can you know be a fighter or a wizard yourself. Oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, especially the idea of like t- having a tied bonds between players already mm-hmm. and their characters uh, by having one that is you know no longer in service or has is rebelling against one maybe to have some friction there some existing friction between them and the wizard in the group and stuff like that that's cool or having a full a full party of familiars that are going and doing their own their own stuff oh oh how about you know, uh, here here's a, an adventure idea. I, I I don't know if they have an adventure in the book or not, but you're at like a wizard school, like a, like a Hogwarts kind of a thing. All the all the people, all the kids have uh, their own familiars, 
and the students go missing. Mm. And it is now up to the familiars to band together and go solve the, the, the thing. No, like that's that. pretty. There you go. Yeah, that's I think cool. there's a lot of fun in this. Yep. We yeah. talked about the uh, one about with the remember the 5e product where you played as bugs from mm-hmm. a few months back. Kind of reminds me of that, only kind of a little bit different twist, but that's cool. Right on. Well, they're at forty thousand of nine thousand dollar goal, so they're doing just fine. They got seven days left to go, so you'll have just a few days to back unfamiliar. If that's yeah, we'll play it if you run it. That's right. Um, All right. That'd be awesome. Uh, sweet. All right, John, I know you're itching. Um, I am. Talk to us. All right, so the, the first one that I'll talk about is Heroes of Barcadia. Um, this, it, it is, the, the Kickstarter hasn't gone live, but it will, will be soon. June 7th is the, kick, the their official kickoff for crowdfunding. Okay, the premise here is, uh, it is like a fun, cartoony-styled tabletop RPG with unique monsters and uh, like a character class, not character classes, but char- a characters that you can play as right existing ones. Like, um, and then it mis- mixes dice with strategic decisions in a rule set. That's pretty easy to pick up from what I can see. Uh, and even allows ex- like you can go beyond first, second, third level into some high tier play with it. Um, and it's all, t- it's like, it's a tile based dungeon that you, play on mm. right uh but again it's very it's very ttrpg uh the your hit points are de- are determined and tracked inside of a pilsner glass i gotta say don't, when you said character class don't you mean your character glass your character glass a touche mm. sir a touche <laughs> oh uh <laughs> but like so the, there are four characters that, that they've released Pick Im- images of, and the character is the the glass. The glass is the character, right? Uh, there's Kegger, the barbarian, Absinthia, <laughs> Sir Drink, Sir Drank a lot, and Merlot instead of Merlin, uh, the oh, wizard. Wow. Uh, the hit points are uh, are shown on the side of the glass. You have full hit points, and then 50, 40, 30. And as you drink, or as you you lose hit points, then you drink to represent. The, dedu- the reduction of hit points in your pool. All right, so it's kind of like a mixture of TTRPG drinking game. meets drinking game, right? Mm-hmm. As if people needed another reason or excuse or method by which they, they enjoy their libations. Uh, it looks like a devil- devilishly good time. Like I said, it's, it, it makes me think of if, um, if Steve Jackson Games did like Munchkin drinking game huh. silly fun uh t- a tabletop rpg type thing so right on. um i've got it my remind my reminder is already set to pick that one up that was pretty cool so we'll we'll put the link in the doobly-doo you good family game good family game yeah so yeah root beer at my at my table and, of course you know i i milk you said that there's you know rules for you know high tier play Mm-hmm. I call BS. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to make it that far. <laughs> that depends on how well you can ha- hold your beer in. It's, I mean, it's like it's well, one like one one pint glass. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is. how many levels in the game? You know, if, it's like, if it's D and D, you know, epic level play. We're talking. You know, <laughs> just don't get hit. 
just, just don't, don't get hit. Just don't get hit. It's fine. Right. Yeah, so it's funny. Some of the 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 denizens are are they've got like really a kitschy names like the Wicked Witch of the Yeast, Hop Goblins, and the uh, the fearsome uh, Mimosaurus. No. Right. No. No. You don't like that. See, oh, it's gonna, I, it's gonna I be my. I've got I've got it's, friends of mine. I know I can count on that will come over and for enjoy Mim- this game. Yep. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I think it, I, I I think it should be more like, you know, a, a riff on a minotaur and call him, you know, Manmosas. 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 Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to keep my ear to the ground on that one. Zach, Zach is loving this. I can it, tell. It dra- Zach is just like rolling eyes. Hey, look, it's, it, it looks great. Sniffing derisively. <laughs> no, it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. It, it, sure. it, it, I, I love the, the names and stuff. It's, that's hilarious. Okay. So the second one, my, my other, my other tidbit here, uh, since that one, Zach didn't like that one. I know Zach won't like this one either. Cause this is the one that he sniffed at. Whenever pre pre recording, and just I'll let everyone else out there send their complaint letters in Mm. to uh, to Zach on this one. He sniffed. He did. He did. Uh, I'm super excited. This is the one that I'm really excited about, though. Okay, okay. The Goonies Never Say Die board game. Okay, and it's kind of like D and D light or tabletop RPG light, where it's. you all have characters. You can play one of the kids like Mikey, Sloth, uh, Data, and Mouth. You pick between those five. You go on an adventure to find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. Um, you have to face off against the Fratellis and possibly even you know One-Eyed Willie, his traps and things like that too. So what's interesting is that you have this like the the, uh, the asymmetric play style that are similar to games like. Uh, what is it? Uh, Last Night on Earth. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there has played that, where one person plays the bad guys, everybody else is the adventurer. So it's very similar to like the, a traditional game master, dungeon master kind of thing. Except this is not a game master or a dungeon master. This is the Goondocks master right. because it's Goonies. Uh, the, it looks great. This is exactly what I would expect from kind of like a stylistic perspective for this game. Um, artwork looks really cool. The instruction manual, of course, is One-Eyed Willie's map. The, yeah, that's the, like the, the coolest the, part. That that is a cool cold. thing. Yeah. Not only not only that, it's the it's the uh, the DM screen. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Has like the the the, the, uh, the notes at the top for playing the pipes the the pipe organ uh, in the on the path to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. The rich stuff. Excuse me. The rich stuff. Uh, so it, well, I was sitting looking like at it. Go ahead. For this quick description, like the game, uh-huh. the GM screen is like cut out, not just a rectangle, but it like has yes. pieces cut out of it so that it looks like a map. It's so mm-hmm. full, folds out. It's like a fourfold thing. But anyhow, it's it's cool. It like one hundred percent awesome. Uh, one of the things that I was looking at, and, and it's like where like there are only five of the Goonies. That's not enough. Where is everybody else? And then I looked further and found. At la- as a last-ditch effort, if things go awry, and the the Fratellis are are, uh, are about to get you, the Goonies can play a teenager card, and enlist the aid of Brand, Andy, or Steph to mm-hmm. to give them some extra help. Which I thought, well, that's cool. But otherwise, it focuses on kind of like kids on bikes, right? It's really that core, the, the actual the Goonies, uh, 
another non-teenager Goonies. And of course, Sloth is always oh, yeah. Goonie forever, forever. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm crazy excited about this, man. I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. If it were not for Goonies, I probably would have. I don't know that I would love that I would have gotten into D and D or tabletop RPGs because Goonies is kind of, was like my gateway drug or the idea of I I'm I'm a kid and I can I can have an adventure in in the real world, right? And so then that kind of like just translated over in, into fantasy. So I'm really excited about this. It looks absolutely top notch. Like I said, good the artwork um, and it's like. This is pretty reasonable. Thirty-five bucks yeah. for this game mm-hmm. is pretty good by Funko, uh, mm-hmm. and it is two to five players. So that one's right. mine, and I am proud of it. Very good. Yeah. Go- but Goonies never say die. <laughs> Goonies never say die. Well, uh, I'll let Troy save his for last, and I'll cover a couple things real quick. Uh, the first thing that I'll cover is uh, from a. I would say friend of the show, but he's never actually been on. So he's like a uh, a dear listener and uh, and a adventuring companion. Uh, Joe Rasso uh, is uh, getting older, and uh, in celebration of getting older, he has put a whole bunch of his products on sale on the DMs Guild. That was a good segue. They're shaking their heads. That was a good segue. <laughs> that was good. Well, you know. At least I didn't that's, I didn't insult I like someone's age whenever Joe's, I came up with Goonies. Just that's how own. he's presenting it. Like, Joe's I, getting a little I'm, bit long in the tooth. <laughs> in the long in the so, tooth. Look, <laughs> it's the all the old fart sales event. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that mean I get an extra discount? You do. Oh, uh, then I'll go to Denny's right after. Yeah. Um, but no, Joe has uh, some really awesome products. I own, I believe, all of them on the DMs Guild. And um, some of them you can get uh, like a physical copy and whatnot. And I have some of those on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has a couple of like uh, Forgotten Realms region, regional campaign settings for the Great Dale and for Dunwood. And then he has an adventure called Terror Beneath the Frozen Gate. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I think all of these are solid, and he does a great job, and they're like a 50% discount right now, so make haste, get over there. I think it's till the end of the month, and uh, pick yourself up some of Joe's uh, good work. Yeah, this looks good. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he does. I don't think I've actually had had the pleasure of looking at, at, uh, or kind of seeing any of uh, Joe's products in the past, so this Mm -hmm. is cool. I'm going to have to... And like really good previews in here too, really extensive mm-hmm. previews, which is really really nice to give you an idea of whether it's something you're really interested in or not. And there's really good black and white art, good um, good cartography, solid cartography in here mm. too. So yeah, yeah, this is really great stuff. I'm clicking buy now. Yeah, awesome. And now I see Atheros there in chat. Uh, welcome, Atheros. By the way, um, well, Atheros is saying he's never seen the Goonies. Um, but that the game sounds amazing. I do think that if it f- fulfills the promise of being um, true to an RPG route, I think that that could be a really cool like segue game for mm-hmm. actually a game for the family or for people who like board games but have never got into uh, RPGs. So yeah, I, that's a good point, right? It is a it's kind of like training wheels. For mm-hmm. to get you into RPGs, uh, to, uh, right? 
not only tra- training wheels as a player, really as a DM, because the yeah. rules are really simple and it, you don't have to worry a ton about story and improvisation or anything like that. You just have to get the rhythm of they all go, I go. And I have to think about not like a, a character idea, but all, I have to be the bad guys. Um, and it, in those circumstances, it's either you win or the or they win, right? But I'm, mm-hmm. fingers crossed that when you play a game like that, you learn that as long as everybody's having a good time, you're all going to end up winning. So, which is yep. a, a good, a healthy perspective for any fledgling DM out there. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, oh, and so, uh, and by the way, watch Goonies. Yes, you're doing yourself <laughs> a disservice. And now listen, look. Does it translate to someone outside of the generation that either originally watched it or within like within a particular time frame? I don't know. I don't know if it translates or if it's if it stands up to like a new generation watching it. Like I know that my kids love that movie, um, and and my I, everyone that I know has enjoyed it to some varying degree. But um, if you're imagine yourself in the '80s watching this movie. And the movie is just about a bunch of goofy misfit kids, kids on bikes. That yeah, kids on this bikes. is that's where the trope came from. Like if it weren't for yeah. the Goonies, there would be no Stranger Things. Correct. That's right. Correct. Anyway, uh, right, carry on, carry on. Sure, sure. Uh, so the last Kickstarter we're going to talk about um, is a cool little project called Collector, and I'll post a link here in the sh- in the uh, chat. Um, I really. I'm kind of caught up with this one. I like it a lot. Um, it's got uh, like still like three weeks left to go. It's past its stretch goal. The col- uh, collector is just a soft cover little book, um, a 2D6 system, micro RPG um, for you and up to three other people. I think you, as I kind of read through this and all this, I think you can play it solo. Or with others. And you're trying to basically accumulate enough gold uh, to pay off a goddess and gain access to the beyond. Um, I like this because uh, it's got a very, like, black and white, monochromatic attitude. um, Great, like, uh, unique, I would say, art. Um, And it's out of Hong Kong, which I have never once seen or pledged for. Uh, uh, project out of Hong Kong, so I'm interested to see what that looks like. Um, Once again, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Different. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's saying that this is also a gateway RPG to get your mm-hmm. less, your, your your more casual mm-hmm. friends into into the hobby. Yeah, and it's it's a cheap one too, right? Like I always want to draw attention because I know we have listeners who are, let me put it this way, are more careful with their money than some of us here mm. on the show. Um, but this <laughs> one's like thirteen bucks for the book, so like that's a pretty reasonable mm-hmm. uh, ask for a whole RPG that you can try out. So, and I think you can get the uh, the PDF for like for six bucks. Th- six bucks yeah so it's pretty reasonable if, if you're itching for some rpgs and you haven't got anything yet and uh like i said it's already funded and it's delivering in december so yeah very cool all right troy i know you're holding on to it all right what do you got for us 
This has been proclaimed the summer of Drist, the mm-hmm. uh, the ever popular drow of the Forgotten Realms, R.A. Salvatore uh, novels, the uh, pretty much the inspiration for almost every uh, two weapon ranger ever created um, since since uh, <laughs> second edition. It is, I mean, it, it, they're they're really uh, pushing the Drist everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. The Dark Alliance is coming with the you know you got official gameplay trailer on the Wizards website. You you get to play as uh, either Drist or the other members of the of the group, uh, Cadibri, Wolfgar, Brunor. Um, I think Regis, maybe not. I don't know. He he's a halfling, so he's kind of hard to see in the picture. But uh, uh, and just I think it was just this week, maybe that they released that little uh, poem written by R.A. Salvatore, and they have uh, it's an animated video that you can watch. The poem is written by R.A. Salvatore and read by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Smaug himself reads this poem, and it is delicious to listen to. Fantastic. Um, if you don't know the story of Drist, it kind of goes through uh, telling the origins um, of of it. Different different pieces of artwork you can get on the Wizards website. Really, really cool stuff. But also, uh, there's a video with uh, B. David Walters interviewing R.A. Salvatore about all this stuff. And for those of you who know, there's a there's a movie coming, a D and D movie coming. Supposedly. There was a, a a treatment that got leaked, and it kind of was telling you know, a fallen Harper that people are thinking was Chris Pine uh, going on an adventure with a with a barbarian woman, all this stuff. Supposedly that is not true. That was a a, a false synopsis of the movie, um, as uh, told by Screen Rant. But uh, they're talking about you know, there's also a a D and D TV show coming to a streaming service near you. And Drist just might be one of the characters in that show. Maybe not the main star. Don't know yet. But there is talk that he will be making an appearance. And uh, there is also Mm. a new novel. A new Drist novel is hitting the stores. uh, Along with the new Dragonlance novel. So this is huge. Wizards hasn't really... Haven't... uh, produced novels in a long time if ever i don't think they ever well, have, have they it's always been tsr i don't remember wizards releasing novels i don't know i've been out of that loop um yeah that's probably true i i guess it's huge from that respect i'm like well we do get a dritz novel every year so it's not huge in that we're getting a dritz novel um but it, i mean it, it's do we get one every year <clears throat> um a lot yeah uh, I, I've been it's by a uh, Harper Voyager. Yeah, there's a lot of Dritz novels. We'll there's a lot of Dritz novels. Um, will, I, that, that is very true. I'm not, that's not me ragging on them at all. That's just saying that there's a lot of Dritz novels. I'm I'm kind of hoping that I hope the Dragonlance novel, the trilogy, does really really well. I hope this book does really really well because I would like uh-huh. to see a return to the days of more books coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used you know. As a kid in the '80s and '90s, I used to devour these books. So, mm-hmm. so the summer of Drist has a lot of stuff coming. Heck yeah! For, for us, for those for those uh, lovers of of Drow. 
Well, here, let's uh, let's uh, transition from one main topic <laughs> <laughs> into our next main topic. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Let's uh, uh, go refill our mugs and uh, I'll say adios. Yeah, let, let's, uh, get, let's, let's get our, uh, let's get our voices ready for this. Uh, me, 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 the, the invisible man went to the bank for a loan. I thought it was red, <clears> yellow, <throat> okay. red, red right. leather, yellow leather. Uh, yeah, whatever. That's mine. You can have your own. Well, we'll be right back. Let's do it. And we are back. We're back. I got my, my, my drink and, mm. uh, ready to do this. And, uh. Looks like Zach has disappeared. Well, I mean, you know, whenever the heavy lift comes up, when it comes to like selling people crap and spending all of my money, he's good. Zach, he's, he's, he's solid. good at it and he's really excited about it. But then he turns into like a, yeah. a magician and yeah, vanishes it, on us. When the rubber hits the road, so does Zach. I think he he think he knew what the what the topic was going to be, and probably. And decided and wanted, wanted to give us as much rope as we needed to hang ourselves. <laughs> so that's probably accurate. Yeah, that's probably yeah. accurate. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about, Troy? Uh, we are going to talk about this. Something could be a little bit touchy. Mm. Um, and I feel like it could be touchy if if it's not handled with respect. And mm. that is accents, voices, imitations, impressions at the gaming table to give your NPC uh, a uniqueness um, Mm -hmm. about them. And, you know, rightfully so, current climate, you need to kind of watch yourself when you're doing Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, breakfast at Tiffany's Mr. Moto. Oh, my God. Somebody, um, somebody's culture. Because, I mean, it was wrong then. And it's wrong now. Obviously, it's more apparently wrong now. And, right? and it is, and it is blatantly yeah, wrong now. Yeah. Um, so we, you, you don't want to do that. You want to honor if you can, and at all costs, not insult. Mm-hmm. Well, I've noticed that at my so at my tables, right? It's that it's kind of a become like a thing, right? At my at my tables for me, at least, at the very least, to do voices. So let's let's start with like just voices there if we can. Like right. I think that's kind of the to ease into this. Sure. Um, so for me, the feedback that I get from my players consistently is they love the voices that I'll that I'll do, um, and I want to give the players what they want, what they enjoy. And honestly, it's kind of I think that there is a there's like a a feed off of. A lot of the online and streaming shows, Critical Role in particular, I think is the most obvious one oh, yeah. you've got. Most obvious. They're all voice actors and very competent uh, professional you know, impersonators slash uh, doing the accents and things like that with their voices. So the, the outside world sees and hears a lot of that and thinks, well, that's that's very distinctly D&D to them or right. a role playing. Playing a role is... Not just sounding like John, but sounding like something else. And so, um, you know, is that something that you feel like you've got? That's kind of like a hallmark at one of your at your games. Is the uh, is doing any any voice acting at all? Uh, I try. Um, 
Girk uh, has has uh, played at my table a few times and has I played with with him mm-hmm. a few times at other tables. Um, so yeah, I try to do I try to do voices. It might not be something I stick with for the whole time. Right, that's a really good. Yes, ta- I, yes, I, please I, I, expound I on it. that. I, yeah, I, <clears throat> especially when I'm DMing. If I'm DMing, um, I'm I'm always worried that you know I'm going to lose I'm going to lose this voice. I'm going to forget. I'm going to change the mm-hmm. tone. I'm going to speed it up or slow it down and mess it up. Mm-hmm. So introducing a new NPC, I I might come in with a different voice, and by voice I mean you know I'll I'll lower the tone and give it a growl or, you know, mm-hmm. speed it up, high pitch, you know, whatever it might be, just to set the mood that I want the players to feel. Mm-hmm. And then as I get into it and they kind of understand, okay, this is this is the individual that we're talking to, um, I might slowly slip back into just being Troy. Mm-hmm. Just to make it so that I'm not always pressuring that if they're really into the character if they're really kind of vibing and i can feel Mm -hmm. it i will try to stay with that voice uh i played at a table with girk and uh i tried to keep the voice as much as possible as i was playing the character throughout Mm -hmm. the session i wasn't dming so it was it's a lot easier to stay focused on that one well yeah so because you've got that's the thing I get lost in the voices. Yeah, I get lost in them sometimes. Where I've got like five NPCs in a session, and I—it's not that I can't make them different. What I don't want to do is make them different every single time that I use mm-hmm. the vo- their their voices different every single time, right? You want to try to maintain some consistency. So I think it's really interesting that you brought up. You mentioned um, like not using it the entire time, yeah. right? Yeah. Like my reason for it is just that. I don't want it to get old, right? Mm-hmm. It, I don't want it to seem like a gimmick. It, and not only that, but if I'm using an accent that I'm comfortable using that I don't feel like is going to be like an offensive accent, right? Right. We can, we'll talk about that a little bit. A little bit. If, I, if, if I don't feel like this one that's da- like danger zone, right? A danger zone accent. I could do it, but at the same time, they may have a hard time understanding what I'm saying, especially online. Yes. Um, so really thick accents. My wife is a prime example uh, she cannot do accents at all. And I'm not talking about her doing them. I'm talking about her, like understanding anyone, no matter mm-hmm. how well, like whatever, the, how well they speak English, you know, if the, the, if the, even like the thinnest accent will just throw her off. She's just not able to kind of like to, to follow it. Whereas for me, it's, I pick it up pretty, pretty quickly and easily. So that's one of those things where it's as a courtesy to the players and not for it to get old and yeah. drawn out and tired. It's it's interesting that I'm not the only one that thinks like that about yeah. it. So that's well, really and, cool. and something else is like like you said, you have five NPCs that they're going to meet in this session. Mm-hmm. What's the one? Right. I don't I don't try to come up with a different tone or quality for each each of the five. It's like mm-hmm. what's the one, the important one? You know, and it's and it's almost kind of a a tell. Like this is the NPC that you need to focus on. The others, the others you're talking to, great. I'll role play all day long with the, you know with you and that shopkeeper. That's great. It's not an important NPC. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it a special voice. But, uh, I think it's a really this, good example. Sorry, this one. Yeah, but this one, I'm going to give it something to to make you think. Well, he's putting some effort into talking, so maybe mm-hmm. this is somebody that I should 
somebody that's important. Yeah. Right? They stand out more. That's a really good point, they too. They stand out more. So something that you and I, an adventure both you and I ran, and a character that was like the e- the golden, the golden so nugget. good, that when you, when you like when you made him oh, so good, was Curl mm-hmm. from, what was it, uh, DDAL Season 10 Five, five yeah. right? Yeah, uh, Curl, oh, chef's kiss, like... Uh, that's that he's he's in my on my ongoing Friday night campaign now, uh, as, as he should be, as he should be. He's amazing, and so that's that's a good. It's an, it's interesting you say that because whenever I had the other NPCs, whenever I got to that him, I was really excited to to stay in it longer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and I like kind of it was very very restful, like staying in that accent. I made it to where it was one that I could do in a long over a longer period of time that wasn't as jarring or like kind of take you out of the immersion. Like, Oh, John's doing an, Oh, he's doing a character now, not mm-hmm. doing a character instead of being the character kind of thing. And so yeah, that was kind of yeah. like, yeah, that was a, so that, how did that, was that the same, that was similar to you where that was kind of like your, was that your, your keystone voice that you used for the it session? Wasn't, or? It wasn't because, oh, okay. um, I can, with what we came, what what you came up with, and what you know, we kind of discussed and mm-hmm. talked about what that character should have been. Um, I connected too hard with him, mm. yeah. and you know, you know, pulling pulling back the emotional curtain here, I knew it was going to be hard for me just to not crack. Mm. Yeah, actually, like get so into it that you connect with it on a yeah. personal level, on a, on and a get personal, actually level. emotional, right? And emba- yeah. embarrass yourself. Yeah, further. and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't give him a unique voice for fear that you know it might come off as disappointing for the players. Mm-hmm. But I connected with him so much; it felt good to give him my voice. Oh, that's really cool, right? Um, it was so personal that you used was, your yeah. own, and nice. it was. Okay. And I, I think I might have, I might have dropped it down a little bit, or you know. But I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be, you know, magnanimous or, or or anything like that. It was just, it was just something that was. The the voice mattered, to the extent that I couldn't give it a voice, right? If that makes that sense. makes sense, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin the moment. If I could get the moment, I didn't want to ruin it. Mm-hmm. And I think I got the moment. So, well, okay. So, little not story time necessarily, but another example for me where the voices are really become very interesting and integral to me being able to RP is not something that happens very often. What I've noticed is, for myself at least, is whenever I do use a voice, sometimes it becomes that much easier to be that, mm-hmm. to portray that character. And I'm convinced there is no way that if I were to try to sit down and write down dialogue for that character, no matter how much I thought about it, it wouldn't be nearly as good as the stuff that just came out of my mouth. Like yeah. it, it just flowed as as I'm using that because the voice allows me to connect to that character. This mm-hmm. sounds so pretentious whenever I say it like that, because the other thing I was going to say is like, how many times do you hear about actors where like they're method actors? We have to stay in it. I have to stay in the scene oh. or I have to stay in that character. But I mean, honestly, like that's, it's hard for me to argue against it because you have to stay in it. Right. Okay. Uh, but 
I, I have a, a kind of a funny segue. If if mm-hmm. it, are we ready to move on from just voices? Uh, okay, so well, let's do this for before we run we run from voices. So um, let's or we, at the very least, or we can come back around and we can talk about like tips and tricks type stuff. Sure, How's that sure. sound? Okay, okay yeah, cool. Yeah. Then, carry on then. We'll okay, so like like your method actor to to stay in it. Yes. Uh, my first Gen Con running for uh, organized play. Mm-hmm. I live in Indiana, about two hours north of Indianapolis. And I was riding down with two of my buddies who were also going to be running. And the entire ride down, all we did was work on voices with each other for the different NPCs. I That would be my favorite car ride. And... uh and this kind of, to me, this seg- segues into what we should talk about next, and that's impressions. Mm, okay, yeah. Uh, so I worked on John Wayne, <laughs> and and uh, every every captain guard in every single city that I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, and then I then I also worked on uh, Lewis Tully from oh, Ghostbusters. Fantastic, fantastic, and. You want to talk about payoff. Right. I mean, and we're talking, okay, my level of impression is sure. you can go, oh, he's trying to do right. John Wayne. And yes. that's all you need. That's all you need to do these kinds of things that we're talking about is it, it's the inspiration behind it conveys the message you're trying to get. You don't have to do a good John Wayne, mm-hmm. but as long as it kind of is at least recognizable. Right. That's we Wayne. talked right. We talked about that pre-show, right? Is that like that's part of the method. <laughs> yeah, that's part That's a, that's a vi- that's a viable method. It's like how bad is it? That's actually not it's not a bad thing that you're bad at doing John Wayne because if you do a bad John Wayne impersonation and never tell anybody that you're doing a John Wayne impersonation, that's just a different voice. Exactly. Right? exactly. I'll even I'll even in my notes whenever I'm writing uh whenever I'm prepping for an adventure, I'll say like Anthony Hopkins. Sounds like oh, sounds like nice. him, or I'll be like Mira Sorvino, right from like Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. I'll put that yeah. in there or something like that, right? But I'll I'll write him in next to the NPCs so that whenever I go back to it, because that's that whole lose when you lose the voice. Mm-hmm. You, have to have there, you have to have a note. Exactly. Yeah. There are some of these voices are so distinct and so good. It's like you know the James Earl Jones and and uh, you know Louis Gossett Jr. and stuff like that. It's like you could like you can in your mind. You, you can hear them, and it's terrible if you were to tell anybody what it was. You just yeah, don't tell like, anybody what it was. Yeah, right? it's like they don't care because it, it's, it's just a unique voice. And Girk right. is calling for uh, examples of some of these I only do I only do these at the table, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So well, uh, if, you want, if you want to... <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give oh, it yeah. an attempt there, uh, there, Buckaroo. I think the best way that I could do a, a John Wayne is like actually quoting from one of his movies. And one of my favorite movies oh. of John Wayne's is McClintock. Oh yeah. Uh, and the reason being is not only because I enjoy the movie, but my daughter, my oldest daughter is super into Westerns and that's what, that's the movie that made her fall in love with Westerns. And it was the, that pilgrim because I ain't the one to hit you today. Pilgrim. Ah, oh, the hell I ain't. And it's like, yep. that's like every single captain of the guard. Yeah. It's a dude in my games. It's like, I see you came in here with your weapons. You might want to put those away. It's like, and it's like, I know that it's terrible. It, I know that it's terrible, <laughs> but it's good. I, I know it's, I know it's, it's terrible. terrible, but it's awesome. But, it's, but like, and ever like, 
it's like you know there's kind of like in the back and you're like that sounds is he doing a john wayne impersonation but that's just all that's all i want that's the best i want out of it right oh and, and yeah because you know at one of my tables it's like is that john wayne right and it's like i just turned and looked well i don't know who that is <laughs> but he sounds like a hell of a fella you know and just kept right on going and Nothing else was ever said about it at that table. They had a blast, and it was right. fun. And then, yeah. Well, and I, that, again, that character, like, he's the character that he would play in movies, you get to kind of, like, it lends itself to the swagger. So if you're looking for that, like, in a character to, to do that braggadoce, you know, kind of like that vibe with it, then, yeah, it's 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. Girk, how was, was that... Uh, was that what you was were that sufficient? Yeah, yeah. Was who knows, after. man? Who knows if who it's knows? enough? We're just puppets just here, just... dancing at the end of yeah. strings. But yeah, uh, and when I did the when I did the Lewis Tully, even the kids were like, "You're doing right. Ghostbusters." <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just fun. Oh yeah, and I will caution you: water. Yeah, and at least. Two bags of hauls. Oh yeah, yeah. Because by, by the time I was done, <laughs> well, because that's one of the things we that people don't really talk a lot about is like the strain that it puts on your voice. Oh, it's horrible. It Especially horrible. if you do like really gravelly, growly, snarly type things. I there, I can't even tell you how many times I've been at a table and do that really deep voice or something crazy like this, and like, <coughs> hang on a second, like right in the yep. middle of my big monologue that I've been prepping for for two weeks. And they're like, <coughs> and I like cough up a lung. I'm, so I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to be dramatic. I'm trying to be dramatic. So I, I know not to like to like skeeve anybody out here, but keep keep it lubricated. Is really what it boils down to. Yeah. Stay hydrated, and stay stay lubricated with uh, yeah. with the uh, cough drops cough and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Peppermints. Um, and, and, con- and I will say this is something that I did not realize. Um, never thought about online play. Mm. Totally. Saves your voice. Yeah. Even with doing voices, because I can talk at this volume. And yep. y'all can hear me. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a con situation, when you've got however many other tables around you and everybody is needing to be heard, mm. you you raise your volume, your voice levels up so much, and then you throw an accent or an impression or changing your pitch or whatever you're just putting so much strain on those vocal cords. Yeah. It's really, it's probably not a good idea to yeah. try to do voices at an in-person con. Yeah. Just, it's tough. It is but people tough. love it, man. They but love people it. People love it. And it's one of those things that I, there's like a, it's a guilty pleasure for me because I, as much as I enjoy it, I also know that it's kind of like, it's a thing that I don't want to, AI I don't want to use as a crutch, right? Like, the guy that does the silly voices should not be the first thing that people think of whenever they think of the way that I, I run a game. Or at least that's that's not the way that I want it to be, right? There's I want it to be deeper than that, right? And I also don't want, like, again, I don't want it to be a gimmick. And I don't want it to be something that people feel like makes them any less as a DM because they can't do it. Yeah, because no, honestly, no, no. because honestly, like, voices are great and everything like that. But there are, like, there are more than enough things if you kind of, like, created the list of what makes oh, an yeah. awesome DM that I am 
I'm way off, right? And the voice is like one of the things that I've got in my tool chest, uh, whereas other DMs have other stuff that makes them so unique and so cool. Well, and it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They just don't realize that they have those things in their toolbox. Mm-hmm. Raising your pitch, lowering pitch, talking faster, talking slower. Yeah, a little That's bit all breathy. you need to do. That's all, yeah. Get a little bit breathy, you know, hold your nose funny. It just, yeah. whatever you need to do. You can have a voice. You don't have. You don't have to have good voices. We've just proven that. Um, That's true. Yeah. yeah. It, it just. Uh, it. It. Just anything that you can do to kind of make it unique. Yeah, and we'll kind of go into. I think. I think towards the end, once we've kind of we've fleshed this out a bit more, because there's one topic in particular that we need to go back to for. Like for sensitivity's sake. Yep. Right. We'll talk a little bit about that too. But I think it's definitely towards the very end. We're like, if we'd like. I would I'll pour out everything that I've got. To, to, if, if there's anything that I can give you that if you're really, really passionate or you want to try to gain those skills, whereas I, you know, it's tough for me to pin down exactly what it is, the thing, like what I do. My quote-unquote, as pretentious as it sounds, my method. My method to the madness of doing voices. This is how I do it, right? Uh, yeah, so let's talk about, so we talked a little bit about the voice and how, and strain, then we talked a little bit about the kind of ex- our experiences with it, the pros and the cons and things like that too. Uh, on the con side of this, we, one of the things I'll, I'll I, I, one of the things that, uh, I mentioned, I've talked about before is how, um, how I can tap into a character so readily and easily sometimes with the, the character that I've. Or the, with the voice, excuse me, mm-hmm. or the accent. Accent in particular, sometimes. Uh, but at the same time, let's talk a little bit about accents, right? And how that affects the decisions you make at the table. For like what? Like, yes, I have a tool chest, and sh- can I do an accent? I can actually. Pro- I might actually be able to do a pretty good accent of that. But a, should I? Mm-hmm. And b, how good is it really? How well informed is it? Uh, am I? A- am I doing an accent of a stereotype of an accent? And uh, am, I, am I just looking yes. to piss somebody off and hurt yeah. somebody's feelings? By Unintentionally. That Unin- thank you. Unintentionally. Yeah, not, not looking yeah. to, but you know, is yeah. this is this am I am I traveling down that road with blinders on? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's and it's tough. I don't want to. That, like if I thought for one second that I offended somebody at my table, I it would be hard for me to come back. To be honest with you, but that's like oh, that's like it, yeah. Because it's so antithetical to me to like the way that I, w- I want to be that if I were to ever portray myself as somebody that was just, you know, being an insensitive douchebag, that's yeah. not what I want at that, yeah. at that table. So, um, but yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just, as far as, as far as, uh, my stance on accents mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to say, you know, coming from the, from the, the standpoint of a cis white dude. Mm-hmm. You know, some accents are safe for me. I kind of, I kind of feel like if, if my, you know, if, if I came from those ancestors, then I should be able to mm-hmm. do those accents, kind of thing. Uh, I guess I don't know. I've I've heard that said before, um, mm-hmm. but I come from a, I, I come from a, a a stance of I think voices are cool. I think mm-hmm. accents are cool. I like the way it sounds when different people from different cultures talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this to make fun of you. Mm-hmm. 
I'm doing this because I, well, I think you really sound cool. And I, mm. I, I want to, there's something that that voice made me feel that I'm trying to impart upon my players, mm-hmm. but that, you know, it's also not my decision whether somebody gets offended or not. Sure. Um, I can only give them the, my reasoning behind using certain accents. Um, well, I mean, so, to your to your point, it's like the though I guess the way that I look at it, uh, so you tell me if this is any if this is close for you, but for me, it's like it's not me, it's not what I did, it's not my accent. It doesn't have to be my accent that 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 was the problem. It was whatever happened before that created that uh, sensitivity mm-hmm. towards that thing, right? And so I don't own whatever it was that would create that sensitivity in a person, but it's, but it's still my responsibility as a human, to not be the human being to not, yeah, for, to not to like, like, I'm not going out of my way to try to piss anybody off. Right. So sometimes that means having to make safe decisions as opposed to some risky ones that might pay off really big and be a lot of fun and stuff like that. But at this, again, like it's, it's risk versus reward. And so for me, a lot of, I'm pretty risk adverse when it comes to that kind of stuff. I just don't want to, I don't want to come across the wrong way. Yeah. With uh, people. I, I will say th- there have been a, a few times that it, uh, it ended up being funny. Because, mm. um, you know, I think one accent I think anybody that can do an accent that can get away with is a British accent. Sure. Of of some variety, Welsh or, you know, whatever. I was at a convention. I was uh, a roaming NPC, and I was, I was portraying Volo. Mm. And... As I would bounce from table to table, I was speaking in this overly foppish, horrible British accent, right? And I come up on a player, and I get right up next to him, and I and I don't even remember what I said to him. Yeah, the guy was from the UK. Mm. <laughs> and he just... Yeah. You know, and, and he said, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes, it is. It that is. is funny because Matthew Roderick, who's one of our fellow Baldwin DMs, whom yeah. I love by the way to death, who is was awesome, playing at one of my tables, and I he had barely talked at all throughout the uh-huh. entire game up to that point. And as soon as that NPC pops up, I'm like, I'm going to give this guy an Australian accent, yeah. and I do it. And then he starts talking. I'm like, Oh no, yeah. <laughs> oh, is this cool? Oh, so I kind of like stop for a second. I'm like. Uh, is this okay? Is this cool? Are we are we are we cool here? And you can tell me no, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. As like, and, and he goes, and I was like, and he was like, no 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 no, mate, it's it's all right. There's no way about it. It's it's fine. It's fine. And, and so like we kept going, and he he loved it, and I loved it, and, and it was like one of my favorite interactions at that table was going back and forth with Matthew. He's great. And oh, then, he of course, awesome. at the very end, I had to like, okay, like shoot it to me straight, coach. How bad was that and he and bless his heart he was very kind about it he's like you just sounded like somebody that actually did come from australia that had spent a little bit more time in the states than oh, nice. than, than, the, than the average aussie and i was like oh you know what i'll take it and, and put that in the win column and just for clarification he's actually from new zealand new zealand yes thank you you're right you're right correct yeah correct thank you for the correction you're yeah i right. did not want to misplace didn't mess that up yeah but no he's uh, great and, and that was awesome he, I mean, he's so great. In fact, he actually came to Winter Fantasy a few years ago. 
thought, well, that's the winner, the winter fantasy that he went to. That's the one where he and I, yeah. we, 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 was, got to, we got to hang out. It was awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he'll be able I, to get back. Amen. Yeah. So the, the other one for me is um, the one where I took a risk and it paid off for at least for every player at my tables that I ran for. I did. I, I didn't have anyone openly tell me that they were upset or anything like that by, and that was uh, Mahadi from the descent into Averna stuff that we did. Holy crap. That was a fun character to play. Oh yeah. And, and Mahadi, I used a Bangladeshi accent for him, but I was like, I stud I studied this for weeks leading up to it because I was terrified. I was like, it makes sense. It just makes sense that, and, I, and there's like, there's so much good juice in this and it's not funny and it's not, I want it to be silly and I don't want it to be gimmicky or offensive or, you know, uh, you know, Apu at the quickie mart kind of thing. Yeah, I don't no, no, no. want that, right? And so I, I spent so much time trying to come up with one that was not, that was sincere and that was right. And, but, and it, it worked out. Every single player at my table, they loved it. And the that was, again, going back to like, it just flowed so, like, there's no way I could have come up with it unless I did it off the cuff at the table, right? With some of the stuff that he said. But, um, so this is the next part of this for you. What I did at the beginning of every single session that I ran where Mahadi was going to say a single word. I told my players at the very beginning, I was like, look, I've got a, a character in here that will speak with an, with a bank, like a, like a, a mid Eastern slash like an Indians, like in Bangladeshi accent. Right. Is there anybody that has a problem with that? If so, you're not going to hurt my feelings. You can just, you know, pass me a note or whatever, or you can just kind of like, if you scratch your nose at the right time, I'll know what you mean. And I'll just, I won't use it. If at any point while I'm doing it, you want me to stop, I'll stop because I'm not so married to it that it's that important to me and more important to me than it is to me, not like pissing anybody off by using right, or misconstruing right. my intention. Right. Uh, luckily it was very, very positively received by everybody, but it was, I know even now how risky it was because the last thing that I want is anybody to accuse me of brown face or yeah, uh, yeah, appropri yeah, appropriation yeah. of POC or anything like that. I just don't want to do that. Right. But the accent is, is beautiful and I genuinely, genuinely love it. And I want like, ah, uh, I want to, to I want to use the that. character. It, it feeds, feeds the, character. the character. And Mahadi is not a joke as oh. we all, uh, hopefully, hopefully you all know that he is no joke. My friends do not, and so, do not play Mahadi. Right on. So, okay. So he does all of that cool. said, so all that said, how do you handle that at your table? Do you, if you're going to take a risk, how do you, do you, do you take risks? Are you overly you're risk adverse? And you're like, no way, man, John, you're crazy. There's no way I would have done that. What's your take on that? Uh, well, I think it kind of, it kind of, uh, goes back to the impressions kind of thing. Um, I feel like an impression of a known celebrity somehow is safer than just doing a full-on general accent because you know the that that impression um like you said before conveys the feeling of that person like like john wayne you're doing john wayne john wayne has a swagger larger than life individual tough guy meat and potatoes you use that accent that's the image that those people those players hopefully get for that character so it helps feed that in. So 
I will generally try to stick more towards an impression of a known entity. Um, I well, will... See, even then, I would still be worried that my impression would be taken as the same thing, right? Yeah, it, it could be, but it's also, you know... I I I watch, you know, if anybody kind of like mm-hmm. rolls their eyes or kind of, you know, gets that, oh, yeah. ooh, it's like, I'm sorry, did did that come off wrong? Because I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to convey. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't do, I try, I usually don't do uh, accents outside of, you know, a very bad uh, Australian accent or, uh, some form of uh, British accent, you know, Irish, uh, Scottish mm-hmm. brogue, that kind of thing. Um, like uh, Western Europe. Yeah, Western. I've I've done I've done you know, you know or even I've tried to do like Eastern Bloc. Oh types, yeah, I mean like types to, hello. If you if anybody if you did Curse of Strahd and didn't use or like a a chat like a Czech or an Eastern Bloc well, accent, that's tough. And, but that that is one of them that does in very recent history, you know, it's problematic mm-hmm. because if you're, if you're trying to come off as the stereotypical, uh, Roma sounding individual for the Vistani, mm-hmm. you know, those people were, you know, t- treated horribly. Mm-hmm. And they were also portrayed, the Vistani were portrayed as for the most part, horrible human beings mm-hmm. in the, the, the past, uh, iterations of Ravenloft. And that was one of the, uh, one of the issues that they had, they've changed that now, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the, and to me, the, the down, the, the, the bad part is I don't look at the Roma people, what has been called gypsies. Mm-hmm. And I know that can be an offensive term. I do not mean it in any way as offensive. Um, it's an awesome culture. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful culture not full of, you know, evil people at all. And the, the way they, people, they're, they're just people. You've got good ones. You've got bad ones, but their accent is such a, it's such a delicious accent. Right. Well, you know what? Let me me make sure I, and let me make sure that I, whenever I Eastern block, I think mine was probably more like Russian. Okay. Which, which is like, <clears throat> Honestly, that's there's so much of a nuance between mm-hmm. like once the the once between like Poland to Russia. There's so much nuance that happens in there that it's easy like to say that you're doing one and to, like they all sound the same and they all sound yeah. like a Russian accent. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Yeah, yeah. From, from <laughs> coming out of my mouth, they all kind of sound like some kind of a the same. Some hodgepodge. They're, they're all mutt. They're all <laughs> all mutt. All mutt. <laughs> all Heinz fifty seventy. You know, mm-hmm. put them all together, kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, you, you, in the, the, the Vistani slash Roma accent is one of those that you kind of have to be careful of because you don't want people to, th- oh, right. he's, he, he's going down that trope. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it, so like, you know, some people are just like, oh, you just don't do it at all, right. which is probably your safest bet. It is a safe bet. It's a bummer. It's, it's, I mean, I, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a bummer, like, and be selfish about it and cry over it, but at the same, it's a bummer. Bummer that it, like, cause, because I know where my heart's at with it. I know, I, I feel like I, I, from what you're saying, I, I understand where your heart's at from it. And even though, like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? It's like, 
even though yeah. we're like yeah. uh, it's well intended it's that's just uh, the decisions taken out of our hands right mm-hmm. societally mm-hmm. And culturally it's taken out of our hands that you know and honestly here's the other thing too like i will go i will beat this drum until the day i die if you are a public play dm running games for not just baldman but anybody in the public anybody. that is not your your broski one of your best friends your sister like if so, if you're not close to them, you don't have a pre-existing relationship with them. It needs to stay tight and professional, and it is okay for me, or not okay for me. It is it behooves me to play it safe because I'm in a public a public arena with people that I don't know well nearly well enough. I don't know where the backgrounds are, where they come from, you know, what traumas that they have to deal with, or the way that they were treated as children, their parents, grandparents, whatever. That's like I don't know them, and so. Just like and, they don't, and they know, don't me. know us. Yeah, they exactly. don't know us to know where we're coming exactly. from. So exactly. So if you go into this with with the 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 social contract that you have to develop ahead of time is do no harm. Very Socratic, or not Socratic, but like a Hippocratic like oath that yeah. no matter what I do, whenever I'm in here, I'm going to do the best that I can not to harm anyone while I'm in it because if for no other reason, no matter what your Socio-political, cultural, whatever, whatever end of like the spectrum you are, the fact of the matter is, you're supposed to be a friggin' professional. And if you're a, if you're a, a professional, you're representing someone else's organization. Yep. And if that organization expects you to crap Tiffany cufflinks, trying not to hurt anybody's feelings, then by God, you should do that anyway. But as a person, I believe we all should be following Wheaton's law. Don't be a dick. Yeah. A Hippocratic Wheaton's law. Do no yep. harm. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. That's the expansion. You heard it here, folks. Folks, the Hippocratic Wheaton Law the, the, addendum. The, the Wheaton Credit. Yeah. So that, I think that's a good topic, right? And it's it's a tough one to talk about because it is. It is. Because, because again, you don't want to be insensitive. You don't right, want to be insensitive. And right. There's, even there's, talking about it. Yeah. Even talking about it. There's a lot of people out there that would look, you know, that would listen to this podcast and go, "Man, these guys are going overboard." Right. Just do the accent. Don't be a crybaby. Just yeah, do don't it. Be, just do it. No. No. Uh, no, no. no. Yeah. And I, I applaud you for like what you did with the the, the Mahadi accent. Is you know, you you brought it to everybody's attention. Of uh, it to me, that's unfortunate because it's so much better when you can just bust out the accent. Everybody's like, oh, and they right. they immediately get that character. Um, yeah, it would be yeah, nice. You, you don't want to be I mean, But again, it's like. I had to telegraph it a bit just to make sure I could feel out my table. That's like that micro session zero where we're, we're further establishing that social contract. We're talking about our safety tools and things like that. But like, and the safety tools, by the way, I know we're talking, we're, we're off the rails at this point. Right. But, uh, well, we said we were going to off the rails. So that's right. Uh, but if we're talking like, like from a safety tools aspect of it, it, I've, I've always used, I didn't realize that I was using quote unquote safety tools, but I've always have. And the safety tool that I've used is, is that opening salvo conversation with people, letting them know that I'm on their side, that I'm here for them to have a really good time and for us to create something together and have a blast. And so the last, and to let them know the last thing I want to do is upset anybody. I want to provoke some, I want to evoke some emotions out of you. I want you to feel some things. 
things. Sometimes I want you to be a little bit angry, but not at me. Don't be angry at me. I want you to be mad at the bad guy. I want you to be mad at the dice. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I want you to have. I want you to have a blast. But I don't. At the end of the day, what I don't want to do is harm you as a person. I just don't want to. Not because I'm an, like a, I'm an oversensitive crybaby or anything like that. But I'm a friggin' human being that that gives a crap about human beings. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Now the ogre uh, that I, that I'm also writing wants to stomp you into the ground. Oh yes. But that's yeah. not on me. That's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just my character. <laughs> that's just what my orc would do. <laughs> that's, my, that's just my, what my character... The Wangrod defense. The Wangrod defense. <laughs> Here it comes. All right, cool. Well, I, how do you feel? you feel like we, we kind of ta- we tackled the, the sensitive I'm, part of that I mean, well? uh, I, I think so. Because, you know, it's, it's like you said, do no harm. Don't be a dick. Uh, and I, I love the fact that you, you did such a deep dive on the accent with somebody from that culture. I did. I to, did, but I mean, like, I, I tried, right? Because I did it on my own, and then, you know, like, I wasn't, I, I wanted somebody to kind of, to check me, mm-hmm. to make sure that I wasn't, you know, like, should I just go ahead and hang up the spurs on this thing? Because the last thing I want to do, to check me on it, and then, so I tried to do everything that I could to, to like, to, to protect not only the other people at the table, but myself, too, right? And so, that's just, you know, I did the best that I could. Honestly, yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, that's all you can do is do the best that you can. Yep. All right. So now that I feel like we've finally we've thoroughly flogged that one, yep. uh, shall we give some folks like kind of like uh, tips and tricks? Like, tips and tricks. Yeah, let's do that. I'm like again, am I a professional voice actor? No. Uh, but I play one whenever I'm at the table. That's right. And I slept I at a Holiday a, Inn last night. I took a class. I took a class. I did a learning annex at yeah, a community right. college once, right? I watched your video. Uh, well, so, look, I'll start with you, actually, because I talked a little bit. Oh. So, uh, where, what, would you, what would you start with? I mean, like, like I said before, just keep it simple. Just keep it easy. Uh, what's the character that you're going to be representing? Uh, a, a, a big, muscle-bound guard of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not going to use the John Wayne thing, you know, you could, just drop it low, drop drop your voice down a little bit, talk slower, you know, uh, and body positioning is mm. big. Some people don't get that. If you watch Critical Role, John does all the time. Um, if you watch Critical Role, you'll see Matt Mercer. I mean, he just gets in and he, yeah. he's like crawling around in that skin of whatever mm-hmm. he's trying to be. And that, that helps so much. You know, so, you know, if you're, for being that big guy, you know, get yourself big, you know, kind of, even if you don't have any muscles, just, you know, flex what you got. Get swole. Get swole. Get swole, man. You know, (laughs) and that brings up something else. Mm -hmm. What about the the various American accents, as long as you're not doing it to be insulting? Right, right, right. Okay, cool. So that's a really good point, because it's it's D&D, which is... Is came from like it was kind of like pulled out of medieval Europe, right? Mm-hmm. So does everything have to be some Western European accent, or can you use something that's um, that's you know current, a more modern accent, or as how that those other those accents evolved whenever they got here into America, and we got into this big mingling pot uh, in different uh, regions, right, of the yeah, country. Yeah. Um, I have not done them very often. Um, just because for me, it's kind of like, I'm a, I'm like, uh, I'm an immersion guy. Right. So like I, you know, 
whenever I run my Friday games, uh, there are no baths in the inns that they go to, and things are dirtier and grittier and grimier and things like that, right? So everything is a Western European accent or whatever, right? But I, I've lately in particular, it's funny you mentioned that because lately in particular, I'm like, why the hell not? Right? Yeah. Why not? I, uh, if, if it's an organized crime kind of thing, <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible impression of Al Capone. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> I don't even know what he's supposed to sound like, but that's kind of what I think of is, mm. is like an Al Capone kind of a, I've like done gangster. Yeah. I've made like a commoner, like a, like a farmer kind of like that. Like the Pepperidge Farm guy is eternal is effectively Pepperidge with, Farm. Pepperidge Farm remembers. That's right. Yeah, you go down here, and the uh, you're gonna go down for about uh, about four miles as the crow flies, and you're gonna take a left at the cornfield, and it's like that, like that very like bull, like a I guess a Midwest. I don't even know what the hell it is to be honest that's, with you, but like the Pepperidge Farm guy is what it turns out. It <laughs> that turns is out not too. Midwestern. I don't know. What it is. I'm I'm Midwestern. We don't have an accent. <laughs> I know mine is. I've been referred to as a regional neutral dialect while, while I was in the service. Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like I, I, I'm just plain. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point though. Like being use some American accents that yeah. are flavorful. Um, as long as you're not like again, those are tough too, though, right? They are. That's like you get into the South and you're gonna piss somebody off by right by, by getting Southern or even, like. You got like a Bostonian accent, which is a very, very distinct accent. Oh yeah. Um, or like, like you know, the that Fargo, North Dakota, kind of like, oh no, they we don't we don't let the cat on the we don't, we don't let we the don't cat on the table. They lick the butter. You know that kind of like that yeah. kind of like if you're if don't you're you not, know? If it yeah yeah oh yeah like if you don't if you do it in a way that's like poking at it and making fun of it, even if it's perceived as such, right? That's a yeah. You're right. Because yeah. now you're talking about like people that are like. For at least in the circles that we run stuff in. Oh, Gert Dick in person has an accent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the circles that we run in in person, it's here in the states, right? So, and it could they they could be from anywhere in the states, and so that that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So okay, back anyway, to, back yeah, to, yeah, back to, to the back, yeah. Um, yeah, just body positioning, drop it down, raise it up, you know, op- open up more. Close yourself off more, you know. Like I said earlier, you can hold your nose funny, and that just yeah. makes you sound weird anyway. Well, the, the physicality of it is important because it's all coming yeah. from a physical place, right? Yeah. And so, volume, speed, pitch, and breathiness. Yeah. If you want to sound like, ah, get really low like this whenever you talk, you know, or th- things like that, or or kind of like pinch the the back of your like the like kind of tighten everything up in your throat in order to, for your pitch to go up and things like that. For me. It's um, it's that, and it's like emotion. Emotion is important in the way that is is the in the voice, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that's where it's you need to emote. There's the there's the physicality that comes into it, and all of like the stuff that you can control in your throat and the back of your th- and the back of your uh, your like your um, uh, your sinus cavity and stuff like that. There's all these things where you constrict and loosen and open things up, but then. Honestly, like the emotion's really important, right? Like, if do you sound like you're really upset? Think about what you, how you feel whenever you're upset, and what happens to you physiologically whenever that happens. Do you get the lump in your throat? Does your voice quiver at all? I mean, it's like there's so much stuff that can go into it outside of just like 
being able to sound like a particular thing. It's like you can sound a particular way or a feeling, right? That you kind of like you emote the feeling through your vocal, we'll say performance, right? Your vocal performance. Um, honestly, like the biggest tip that I can give anybody is just, um, is two things really. Uh, and this, these are the where I'll, I'll kind of like, I'll pivot, I'll put all mine and lump it all into one basket. Uh, the first one is practice. Yep. That's uh, number one. Practice, practice, practice. I mean, I, I, I'd had a, I used to have like an hour and a half commute, and I cannot begin to tell you what kind of a freaking circus sideshow my car was to and from my house three hours a day, an hour and a half, one way, an hour and a half. I've, either I'm listening to audiobooks or singing or whatever in the car too. But like, how many times, especially on a Friday before a game, where I was just going all over the place and just experimenting with stuff and my windows are rolled up and probably look like a complete boob people looking through the windows looking at me but um yeah but like practice 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 that's my first one at least what's uh what do you you got on that yeah practice uh and i was just gonna say the same thing in your car doesn't matter how far you have to drive Mm -hmm. if you're just going up the road 10 minutes um like audiobook repeat what they're saying on the audiobook Mm -hmm. what what is what they're saying, what what should that sound like to you? Mm-hmm. You know, is that how you would have said that line of the game? Um, it the, It's the whole taxi driver, you know. Are you talking yeah. to me? Yeah, looking you, in the mirror. Are you, talk, are, you, are you talking to me? I don't see anybody else here. Are you talking to me? Well, I'll tell you right now, that's a thing. Act, that's a, the, Actors will mm-hmm. speak into a mirror. Uh, improv performers yep. will look into the mirror. Uh, politicians will look in the mirror. So if you're going to, <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they can't no, look in the mirror because they can't, they can't see themselves. They don't see their reflections. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it, like looking in the mirror is another thing too. That's a really good point, right? It's like looking in the mirror and seeing yourself, and mm-hmm. that's just you're gonna have to get used to looking stupid. Sorry, and you're gonna have to get used to sounding stupid and and, 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 and being okay with it. And here's the thing: as as stupid as you think you look and sound. Mm-hmm. Your players and your DM will appreciate it because they're not—they are with you in this in this in this game. You know, you're you're going to be doing this voice, and it might sound like the worst impression of Barbara Streisand in the world's mm-hmm. ever seen. And I'm not really even sure anybody does impressions of Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Robin but Williams did. Robin great. Williams could do anything. <laughs> that so, is true. <laughs> but I mean, it, it could be the worst impression of whoever. Or whatever accent, any dialect, whatever it might be, but you're you're trying. Mm-hmm. And my my one thing is like you know, like let's say I'm playing a, a game and I'm like using a French accent to to do a, a character. I'm not trying to do a perfect French accent. I'm trying to use what that accent sounds like, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. to convey an emotion, a, a feeling, a look, or a differentiation, or, or different, just a differentiation, something like mm-hmm. that. So, just the fact that you're doing it is is going to gloss over ninety percent of you feeling and looking stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, because honestly, whenever whenever you're like, unless you've got guys like us that like do it all the time and we're like really invested in it. and let me tell you something too if i'm sitting at your table 
and you're playing, if I'm playing at your table, which I don't play very often, but if I am and you do a silly voice or accent, the more that you just like lean into it, oh, the more I'm going to love it. I don't, yeah. it, and it will not sound bad. It's like I tell my kids whenever they sing to me or they're singing when they're around, like, you can do not have, there's no voice that you could have for me at least that sounds terrible because I, the, you're so into it and you're enjoying yourself so much in it. And it's that who gives a crap, man? Who, who like who cares? Just like lean into it and have a blast with that yeah. that voice. Yeah, it, get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Because anybody that sits at your table for the next four hours or whatever, they're your friends. And if you mm-hmm. can do these voices and 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 talk like this in front of your friends, do it at the table. I I, I played a whole session with Girk and did probably you know one of the world's worst uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions the entire time um and not any single character of arnold schwarzenegger's it was just just a, a bad general, arnie a general i i pulled from every movie quote i could think of how many times did you say california california not one we were in icewind dale so it was oh. not appropriate but mm, I did kill me. Do it now. Do it. I'm right here. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. Or, or just like, did you do like just the, the Arnold unintelligible growl? Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I love yeah. you, Troy. <laughs> it, I had, I had uh, an ax. It brilliantly bad. Exactly. It was brilliantly bad. Brilliantly bad. Yeah. Uh, I had an ax named Choppa. Cho- oh, that's yeah. brilliant. So brilliant. I mean, that's like, that's, and that's that perfectly summarizes like my my part two of that it's like but aside from practice is a quick quick story very very quick uh i owe the fact that i do voices in my games to one person and i know exactly who it is uh if they ever listen to this i don't know josh jones i'll give you a call out as a a really good friend of mine that i play DD with every once in a while and up until about 15 years ago out of the 25 years of, of uh, or actually I take the back like 35 years of, of playing D&D up until 15 years ago I didn't do voices at my table as a DM or as a player because I didn't feel comfortable with it at all it was weird you know like you're talking in the first person I always talked in the third person mm-hmm. right and then then one day Josh came to my table and I had never played D&D with him before and he was so comfortable being weird at my table when it came to his voice and his voice and like, and portraying his character through his voice. And I was like, can you play? Is this like a thing? Can you play like this? Like, and he was, no one else at the table did it, but he did not care. He, it was, he, he was so like, just, he was unfettered by what other people were doing at the table. He's like, and I was, and I asked him, I was like, do you do that? Like at every single table? Yeah. Yeah, man, of course. And he was like shocked that I would ask him that. Right. And so, it's and because of that, I kind of like I noodled on that, and I thought about it, I'm like, wow, maybe can I like this weird thing that I've been doing my whole life? I've always been doing like stupid sounds and weird things with my voice ever since I was little, like five. I remember as far back as like three or four years old, or even five, right? But like this thing that I've I've been doing, it's like starting to pull pull it into my games and people liking it. I'm like, oh, oh, this is a thing. Oh, cool. So shout out to Josh. And so I say all of that to say the story to say this, um, man, lean into it. Be like, be confident in it. It's oh, like, again, you're going to have to create to loosen the muscle, unclench when it comes to 
Not too much. Not too <laughs> Not much. Not too much. Do not want to. Uh, but like you're going to have to allow yourself to sound stupid or to sound you. goofy. To sound you. Stupid yes, to, to you. Because yeah. nobody else cares. Everybody else is going to be like, wow, they're braver than I am. Yeah. Well, think about it like this. How many times for anybody out there listening right now, have you heard yourself talk on a rec recording or anything like that? And you're going, oh, my God, do I sound like that? Yes, you do. You Get sound over. like that because the way I sound like to myself right now is being flavored by my skull and my jaw and how my, it's, my voice is echoing. It's my voice is, I hear my voice from the back of my throat into, directly to my ears. And so like my voice is in a weird spot compared to where everybody else is. Mm -hmm. And there's like my skull is an echo chamber. And so it sounds really bizarre. Yes, that is the way that you Completely hollow. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that, I'm rattling beans around in there these days, but no, but it's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. as, if you think you sound weird normally, then you may as well just go ahead and be cool with sounding weird intentionally, you know, with the yeah. voices that you do. So that confidence, like, like you have got to start gaining the confidence to, to, to just take the risk to do it. Right. To, like, I, I don't hate to be like the, just do it. But I mean, that's really it. Like, if you want, you got to start somewhere and you, yeah. you're going to have to like, you're we take the leap and it's okay for you to sound stupid. Uh, to you, right? Because it to Troy's point that it doesn't sound stupid to anybody else, or maybe it does at first. But who gives a crap? Yeah, everybody started from somewhere, right? You're only one failure away from your greatest success. So yeah, I mean, like, you, so take you, the leap. You might sound ridiculous at the table, but you might inspire the person sitting next to you. Well, if they can, if they can do a, a exactly. goofy voice, I can too. And make them comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You could be the Josh. <gasps> you could be the Josh. Be the Josh. Be the Josh. That's like, this is a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so challenge time. Challenge time. Yep. Yep. And uh, I would like for everybody to, you know, promise themselves next game they play. Try it out. Try it on for size. Try it on for size. Give it a go. Yep. If Sit nothing, in the car. yeah. If nothing else, mm -hmm. pick a couple phrases or a couple words that this mm -hmm. character uses a lot like you know i have a buddy who uh i i swear he thinks you know he was born in the in the 30s um <laughs> or even farther back he doesn't he doesn't call tv shows tv shows they're his programs oh nice i thought he was gonna say that that picture shows <laughs> that's what he calls movies Picture are you show. serious? Yes, oh wow! Right on. I am. He calls he calls TV shows programs and movies picture shows. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the the theater and see me a picture. You wanna go? That's awesome. And it's like sure. And like you know he'll the, probably don't want to do this one. Mm. Maybe maybe in the game is okay, but uh, like he'll go up. He'll pay for his ticket. Thank you, darling. Yeah, yeah. Be careful about darling. Yeah, be careful about. Yeah, be careful. Know, by the way. Uh, you could possibly do that if you work that into your character, you know, it, so, so people could understand. It's like, oh, it's just the character doing, you know, being that kind of a mm -hmm. whatever. But yeah, he, uh, that's his thing, and mm -hmm. and he owns it, and he he does it. Uh, it. It's just him, and so pick a couple, pick a couple words, pick a couple phrases. And, you know, I used to base characters entirely off of a phrase, you know, could be worse. What mm. kind of character would say that? And say it all the time. Could be mm. worse. Might not be an accent. Might not be a funny voice. Might not be an impression. But it's something 
that you're using vocally that's going to, you know, feed that character. Mm-hmm. Could be could be worse. Yep. And Catchphrases. If, if, it's if very we, 80s. Yeah. If we do it, if 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 John and I, the, us two knuckleheads, can do this and be comfortable with it, as horrible as we are, mm. you guys have nothing to worry about. And of course, we say horrible. We know that it's something that we're like we're proficient with it because it's something that we've been working on, right? We've been we've been working at this for a while, right? But, you, that, but nothing is stopping you from doing the exact same thing. Nothing. You can, it can be done. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So join one of our tables and hit us with your your best character voice. <sighs> Please do. Please do. Let me know that it's coming because so I can be really excited about it whenever whenever you uh, it unfurls like a glorious banner. Like let your peacock feathers. That's right. Let the plumage. Let the plumage come out. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, that was awesome. This was a very John Troy joint adventure That's kind right. of thing, right? That felt like Zach would be like just rolling his eyes through. Yeah, he'd just be like, "You guys, you guys killed our podcast. Morons. You just killed it. This is it. This is it. the the, the nail in, the final nail in the coffin." Uh. Well. All right. Well. Uh. Troy, why don't you take us out? I think right. we've. Uh, and just okay. let you know, look at, look for us, Bite Size Gaming on Facebook. Uh, if you if you're not uh, joined on there, jump on. You'll find out when uh, when our next podcasts are going up. Um, when we go live here on stream, we'll we'll throw up the bite signal, or we'll throw the bones as we did uh, today. Um, also, we'll let you know what events we're going to be at, like uh, Gen Con or our online Ooh. virtual D and D weekends. What tables are running, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also find, you know, some of us on, on Facebook. Uh, Individually. We, yeah. we have a Twitter somewhere. We, we can't, do, but I can't find it. Right. You'll have to, like, knock all the cobwebs out of it. Yeah. I yeah. I, we're, we're still looking. But, uh, and make sure you come back on uh, Tuesday. We're going to do our news segment. Newsday Tuesday, baby. Newsday Tuesday. And uh, until then. Uh, I want to thank John for hanging out with me. Um, Zach, wherever you, wherever you are right now, miss you, buddy. Hope Godspeed. we didn't uh, hope we didn't uh, ruin it too bad for you. <laughs> Come back, Zach. Come back. Um, my name's Troy. My, buddy my name's John. John. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Have a good game. Yep. Be safe out there. See ya. Save us, Zach. The news has gone completely off the rails. Oh, man. I knew as soon as Troy was like, Troy, John, John, John. You have something to talk about? Talk to us about it. I was like, like, during the headlights, what? Here we go. go. I have no idea what's going on. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to piggyback off that when you, after you get done talking about the summer of drought, I know, changing drought. I was like, Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, cool. Who? You, uh, (laughs) that's me, man. You, uh, you West marched that one. Yeah, just That's make right. sure you edit that out in the podcast, yeah, not, please. Not <laughs> happening. <laughs> we can at least look more pot. Not Thanks, happening. buddy.